0: Hello. Hello.
1: And welcome to your favorite podcast, The Matcha Diaries with Kara and Leo. Leo. Woo! Woo! I feel like that was the smoothest we've ever done it, you know.
0: Smooth, but still had many, many, many awkward silences. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> we're getting there. We're getting there. One day we'll be we'll have perfected this intro or we just pre-record the intro and every time it's the same. That would be a good shout, to be fair. But then is that a bit boring? Would it lose yeah. the amazing authenticity that we have, that we carry with us
0: as hosts? That's so true. And then also if we do record an intro and then we start recording, like how would you just start randomly, you know? <laughs> yeah. Like we just be like, hi, okay, in the episode. <laughs> so no, we keep the awkwardness because it, carries on. Because
1: it's just perpetually awkward, is what you mean. It just <laughs> carries on. <laughs> the whole episode is just shit. Uh, to be honest, for any fellow podcasters out there, you'll understand. The start and the finish is always the worst. I like, like that. Like, once logo. we're in the flow. I'm like, okay, bye. <laughs> yeah, the okay, bye is fine. But then it's like, I don't know, I just never know how to like properly end it off. Because we try so hard to be polite as well, to
0: be like, have a nice day, whatever you're up to. Like we try to be nice. <laughs> we try
1: to be nice, sounds like we're like not nice in our real life. <laughs> no. We really try to put on a front and be like <laughs> In real life it's take just like pictures. Like, okay. Bye. Okay. Not even bye. It's like Serena and in-, in Gossip Girl. You know when they like used to just like flip their flip phones, like close their flip phones without yeah. ever saying bye or anything. It's just like soft. Are you gonna are you gonna come meet me at the ball? Okay, bye. Not even a bye. Just flip. Flip it closed.
0: Flip. Why did I say click? It's definitely a flip.
1: It's definitely a flip, which I would know because I work for Samsung, which now creates flip phones, so...
0: I was just gonna say that they should definitely incorporate that in their marketing. Like,
1: <laughs> the sassy
0: closing of a phone call.
1: Oh, for sure. For that sure. Be good. Anyways, rambling. This is actually an exciting episode because this is our first... Book club episode, Woo. and equally, it's our last book club episode that is going to be <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing the voice effects in the background. <laughs> but it's not as sad as you think. Basically, we've had I don't know when what like the last update we gave on the book club, but we've been thinking about it a lot, like in the background. And we had kind of the first official book that we've been reading over this past month, which was Book Lovers by. Emily Henry which we'll definitely be discussing in this episode and we also had like an in-person zoom call yesterday which was so fun but yeah basically we had kind of an insta group so far and because there was too many people for one group which we were obviously very honored by
0: we we didn't uh, know that we that was a thing I like tried to add everyone and it was like too many people then I was like what the heck do I do so then we made two (laughs) awkward group chats it was just hard it wasn't easy to use and not a nice experience for the people in the group because obviously you want to talk to everybody like we didn't want to yeah anyone up so
1: exactly and kind of like makes it obviously more unorganized and like harder for people to read back um so we follow several creators who have patreon pages and I know that there's lots of book clubs on patreon as well on podcasts so we uh we've made a patreon page we just basically have to make it live and by the time this episode is live which is gonna be sunday
0: mm-hmm. the
1: patreon is also gonna be live so we'll have the link in the notes in the episode notes. So Yeah. And we'll post about it on our Instagram as well. Exactly. And so on the Patreon is gonna be where kind of everything book club related will live in the future from this episode onwards. So it'll be exclusive podcast episodes, it'll be kind of discussion posts, like reading updates, it'll be like a calendar, which the that's an idea that we got from like one of the lovely people we spoke to yesterday on the on the Zoom call. (laughs) Yeah. One of our book club members. Uh, kind of like a calendar in terms of just a bit of like guidelines of like, you know, if you if you want any help with kind of like, how much should you be reading by when kind of like guidelines of which chapters by when. And yeah. then that's also where we'd be posting the Zoom links or Google Meet link, whatever we'll use to then have monthly in-person catch ups. So well, monthly online catch ups. Yes, yes. With
0: with hopes that we could also do in-person meetups at some point. But yeah. We'll see how that goes. But it'll be a nice chance for us to get to meet you guys, talk, literally have like back and forth conversations. And okay, we Leo and I never actually were involved in a book club, let alone hosted a book club. But it was such a, like, I don't want to speak on behalf of you, but I literally was obsessed with yeah. the fact that you can, like, actually share your thoughts of the book. Because I feel like when you're mm-hmm. reading, it's such a, a personal experience. But actually seeing what other people took from it and like things that other people liked, or didn't like and just like back and forth conversations it was really interesting and like learning things and like realizing parts of the books that you you didn't realize before so yeah it was just a lot of fun and we obviously are excited to do more of that in the patreon so we'll post all the details on that next week when we well It should be
1: on the Instagram now because this episode is now live and you're listening to it. Isn't that weird we're like speaking into the future?
0: Yeah, it's really old.
1: The Patreon is now live. Um, But yeah, no, I fully agree. I've never been part of a book club, but I obviously have always wanted to because I love reading. And it's always like after you finish a book or even during it, sometimes you just feel like you like want to talk about it with someone so desperately and like want to share your thoughts on the character, like what frustrates you or what you loved and... I don't know I've never really had apart from like individual people who then like also read the book then you can obviously discuss it but most of the time like you read it at it's different like top points line in time conversations as well yeah exactly it's top line you wouldn't like sit down with a friend and like talk for one hour about a single book you know Yeah, like prompted like what <laughs> did you think about this and it's like oh. yeah yeah exactly so that was actually super fun yesterday we kind of brought like a couple of questions I think it was like 10 questions to the call yeah. that which is the same that we would do probably in the future because I thought that worked quite well. So everyone has like yeah, a chance to like really think good. a little bit about it and then you talk those through on the call. But then equally like we discussed other things that weren't in the questions as well, which like happens because, you know, that's how <laughs> conversations, conversations <go>. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, and it was just so nice. Like we were nervous before because we were like, oh, my God, we've never even seen faces of people. That listened to us. So it was very special. And we, if any of you guys that joined yesterday or our first book club are listening now, we really appreciate you from the bottom of our hearts. So
0: Yeah. When everyone left the call, Leo and I literally just stared at each other being like, oh my God, did that just happen? Ah. <laughs> it, was a, it was quite a surreal feeling.
1: Yeah. Especially knowing that it's like the first of many and that we can just like build it up and read so many books with you guys and like properly feel like, we have a community where you guys also get to talk to each other yeah and and my hopes is also that then probably people will be then from like the same country maybe joining but you don't know each other yeah and then it's like building friendships across borders within countries like i think it's it's great How and obviously we'll is that? all yeah and obviously we'll all have stuff in common because you know we're all interested in similar things But then we all have different perspectives to share. So just great great
0: chat, isn't it?
1: (laughs) Great chat. So obviously we should probably also mention that the Patreon, because that's kind of the way Patreon works, it will cost a little bit of money. It will cost, we're going to say it's going to be costing two pounds just because Patreon takes a fee of it. And then also we hope that it's not too much, but obviously the book club will also be kind of a lot of extra work for us in terms of it's going to be an extra episode a month. It's kind of like a lot of behind the scenes extra bits that we're doing and also just like keep us accountable almost like yeah we need it <laughs> <'Cause we, laughs> yeah it's because we really want to stay consistent with it and I don't know we've, we hope you don't mind but obviously also there's no pressure if you can't afford it then you know yeah
0: if you can't it's fine and we will still release our regular episodes on yeah. the podcast so that that's staying free
1: there's basically nothing changing apart from there's going to be additional content and stuff available on the patreon if you want it
0: yeah Yeah. and we we would highly appreciate it obviously for anyone that does decide to join we are grateful already
1: okay so i feel like we should just do a mini catch-up on like what's been happening in our lives and then we can actually delve into the book which was book lovers By Emily Henry, which I feel like I already said. (laughs) Yes,
0: you did. (laughs) We'll do our highs on those then and give a a little insight. Right. Should I go first? Do it, baby. Right. So my high of this week was that I had a company well, two highs of this week. I had a company away day trip. So basically we went to the Cotswolds, which I don't wanna describe what it is. It's like it's like countryside vibes it was a really cute hotel called the fish and we just had like two days there of like a strategy day where everyone shared what they've been working on and like the future plans of the company which is really cool to see like everyone put so much effort into it but also it was a lot of fun so we did like archery and um clay shooting and then we had, like, an awards show in the evening and, like, drinks and, like, partying. partying. They just had, like, music and everyone was dancing, which was really cute. And uh, the next day we did, like, a little bit of sports and then had some ice cream by a pond. And then we just went back home and it was honestly so wholesome. Uh, that sounds so nice. Such a nice chance for people to get to know people that they probably uh. don't work that close to. Like, you just forget the whole, like, team structure and you just talk to people because they're people rather than, like, yeah. oh, this person from this team or whatever. So
1: it was very wholesome. Do you uh, feel like it made you more excited to work for the company? And, like, now do you feel like it's, like, the calls are nicer and everything? I mean, yeah, it, like, breaks the ice a little bit. And it yeah. gives you something
0: to talk about, like, oh, remember when this happened or, like, oh, that was so nice. And you just get to know people for who they are. So Yeah. It's then obviously easier to talk to them afterwards. But genuinely, like everyone I work with is so nice. Um so I'm just very grateful for that. That was a good time. And then the day after I went to see a Harry Styles concert, which obviously. God I mentioned There's gonna last... be lots
1: of people very jealous listening I to know. that. I obviously <laughs> mentioned it in last week's
0: episode. Um, but it was genuinely so good such it was so many people though it was insane uh he played his new album which i've fallen in love with now i can't i can't stop listening to his music but yeah it was it was just live music hits different doesn't it like it's just a whole different experience to just be there and like my favorite bit is hearing everyone sing like as much as it can be annoying if like you're trying to listen to the artist and there's someone like so off tune behind you but like the best feeling is when you just hear everyone yeah sing and like the f- when people put like their flashlights and it's like oh my god so so wholesome
1: can you imagine being a music artist and seeing all of those people know the know the lyrics that you've created like based off your personal experiences or something and then everyone singing it back to you i was literally at this i was
0: like you have to be a type of person to be able to handle that like it is yeah like, I, I panic about presenting in front of, like, two people online. And there's <laughs> Harry Styles performing a whole album for two and a half hours with dancing, music. He also has to entertain
1: in front of 70,000 people. Like, that's <laughs> that's insane. I feel like maybe at the beginning they were nervous. Like, maybe artists are nervous at the beginning and then you, like, get used to it. Like, desensitized. Well, a lot of people have, like, Ade- Adele has stage fright, doesn't she? See? So. They're just normal people, aren't they? Just like falls yeah. into very specific situations.
0: Yeah, I did leave it with the mindset like, oh fuck it, life is too short. Like, like love it. Not if he if he can do it, anyone can do it. But kind of like that, you know. If he has the mindset and the confidence to yes. be able to go up and do that in front of thousands and thousands of people, then you can too. And like, you can do anything. Yeah. And it's you only have one like YOLO. Literally, you only have one life. Facts so anyways that was me
1: what about you what have you been up to I love that you took that like deep you know meaning of life, <laughs> life realization from a concert a Harry Styles I concert. love those evenings you know yeah when it like you're just like so in the moment and so present and like so amazed by something that it like yeah. you realize how like something how you want to be living your well, life especially because well. like
0: I don't know if people know this but obviously like Leo and I both like music as well but we all like I, n- I always sing on my piano like by myself, or like I'm, oh, I'm singing in the shower, wherever I'm going, I'm singing. But I don't do it in public, and I'm like, but why? Like, why am I so? What like, what's the worst thing that could happen? You people don't like it. Okay, then what? We're yeah. all gonna die anyways. Like, <laughs> so, I
1: just it, it's motivated me to be more confident in myself. That's so good. Less I actually, learned. yeah, I feel like I love being inspired by people because I remember I was like asking Marco like last week or something one evening oh what are you doing and he like was like oh I'm playing guitar and I was like oh let me play okay and then I was like (laughs) oh actually I want to play some guitar and then I like picked up my guitar and sang and that that was like my whole evening and I was like oh this is great I
0: haven't done this in
1: so long and it fills you up so much I think like people who I feel like anything creative right if it's like music or arts and then kind of you get lost in it and like that state of flow where you're just like you could spend hours doing it yeah it doesn't really matter like how good you are it's just like something that you're doing for yourself and because you get so much enjoyment out of it and I think it's so therapeutic as well because you kind of like like all your emotions throw like flow through whatever you're putting out there
0: yeah for sure
1: even if nobody else sees it so but I equally think yeah you should have no shame in in singing in front of other people if that's something you want to do you know
0: yeah or it's just like why stress about it like when my mom's like yeah. can you sing in front of me and i'm like no like why like she mm-hmm. like, let it, like let me do it you know it's not it's something yeah. so stupid to be so stressed about yeah I think. that's so true
1: my mom's requested a birthday song it's her birthday this friday <laughs>
0: oh my god yeah. what, what song like the happy birthday song or is it another song
1: no I don't know which song she's gonna request I bet it,
0: I bet it's not gonna be the happy birthday song is it another one where like you and your brother are gonna play the piano together and sing
1: oh my god maybe my mm-hmm. brother's actually gotten really good at piano playing so a lot better than I am at guitar before we joined the
0: book club yesterday book club call he was playing mistletoe on the piano and it was like the cutest thing
1: ever he was singing to it as well and afterwards he was singing a different song and I was like mm. for the people listening who don't know my brother which is probably most um <laughs> he is he is 14 almost 15 so he's like just still so cute you know <laughs> and there's something very very sweet about hearing like a teenager sing and play the piano like yeah it's so wholesome yeah it's just adorable so anyways what have I been doing um I guess my high, and also what I've been doing, is I flew home a couple of days ago on Saturday. Yeah. And now it's Monday. So, and it's just been, I'm only here for a week. and The occasion is, it's my mother's birthday, as mentioned, on Friday. So, and I haven't been home since Christmas. So it's yeah. been a while, to be fair. It's been like six months. And I'd seen my mom sometime this year, like in, in March or something. But I haven't seen my dad since yeah. Christmas. So... It was definitely needed. And whenever I'm here, I just realize, like, how much I need and miss family time. And, like, how happy and, like, truly grounded I feel whenever I'm here. Mm. And how nice it's, like, catching up again. Like, me and my mom went on a... We did, like, afternoon tea, just the two of us, yesterday. And, like, caught up. Just the two of us. And and then on Saturday, I saw my home friends or some of my home friends again. Because there was, like, a pool party, which one of... Our school friends host like every year, which is super cool. <laughs> That's so cool. Uh, so yeah, it's just been fun to be honest. And so I, d- I don't have a low. I feel too grateful to be, to be home and stuff to have a low. I don't think you had a low either. Is this the first? I feel like this is the first episode where we both don't have lows. <laughs> Yay! Yay! Us! Woo! <laughs> Hi, That's girl. Good. Summer. <laughs> what did wrong. you say? Hi, girls. What? Well?
0: hi girl summer oh my hey that's quite good actually we need to call our next episode (laughs) hi girl summer
1: instead of hot girl summer because i feel like that has some toxic associations to it now so that's true although i do still feel like it's more of a mindset you know i still kind of think the term is good it's all up to interpretation isn't it yeah but hi girl summer (laughs) so a vibe (laughs) Shall we move into the book section? Yeah. So for anybody who's gotten to this point and has not read the book, spoiler alert: this episode will contain spoilers this is about the book. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we could try and keep it spoiler free, but I feel like it might make it difficult. Yeah. So if you're planning on still reading the book. Read the book, come back to this episode later. Listen to later. this
0: when you're done.
1: Yeah, exactly. So I if it's been a while, we can also give a bit of a synopsis. I can just read like the excerpt of like the basically the, the back of the book excerpt.
0: Yeah, go for it.
1: Okay, so the synopsis is Nora Stevens' life or Stefan's. What did you think? I read it as Stefan's. See, this is another thing I think is so interesting how, how people, people pronounce- read the names. Okay, don't know what it is. I'm going to go with Stevens. But it's probably wrong. Anyways, (laughs) Nora Stevens' life is books. She's read them all. And she is not that type of heroine. Not the plucky one, not the laid back dream girl, and especially not the sweetheart. In fact, the only people Nora is a heroine for are her clients, for whom she lands enormous deals as a cutthroat literary agent and her beloved little sister Libby. Which is why she agrees to go to Sunshine Falls, North Carolina, for a month of August when Libby begs her for a sister's trip away with visions of a small-town transformation for Nora, who she's convinced needs to become the heroine in her own story. But instead of picnics in meadows or run-ins with a handsome country doctor or a bulging 4 <laughs> on bartender, Nora mm-hmm. keeps thumping into Charlie Lastra, a bookish brooding editor from back in the city. Mm. It would be a meet-cute if not for the fact that they've met many times and it's never been cute. <laughs> if Nora knows she's not an ideal heroine, Charlie knows he's nobody's hero, but as they are thrown together again and again in a series of coincidences no editor worth a salt would allow, what they discover might just unravel the carefully crafted no. stories they've written about themselves.
0: Oh my
1: do, 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 do. Gosh. Isn't that dramatic?
0: That is very dramatic.
1: Also, I'm just realizing it's not true. Like, they didn't meet several times. They met once. But I think the first few were not cute. Like, they were like. Oh, okay, okay. Flirting. Flirting.
0: Like, she'd be like, oh my God, he's so annoying, but his arms are so big. Yes.
1: (laughs) (laughs) But his chiseled jaw. (laughs) Oh, his jaw. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Okay. Well, we can just start off with like, okay, Kara, what did you think about the book in general? What are your thoughts?
0: Right. So, to be honest, i i did enjoy it i found it a bit hard to get into because i just i don't think i connected with the characters and i think that's the point like there's you're supposed to find out more about them from a relatable point of view as the book goes on but i just like like i wasn't struggling to put the book down to start off with Mm. but then as you find out more about like why Nora is the way she is, a bit more about her relationship with her sister, um, even Charlie's like history with his his parents um, and his reputation in the town that they're at, Sunshine Falls. I started to feel more like I could relate to them as characters, but also just like I cared more. And I did like that it was like, even though it was a cliche love story, it wasn't just that. It had an in-depth element to it when it came to like self-healing with Nora like healing her trauma of her childhood um and just like how to handle like sisterhood i think that's a a big topic mm-hmm. in books that people love to read about and i liked that the angle that they touched on that in this book um so yeah
1: i i think it was good <laughs> <laughs> I love how you summarized like all of the deep things you just said. And then it, I think it was good. Yeah, it was right. <laughs> was it right, mate? It's all right. Um, I do agree with you. I feel like I did like the book all the way throughout. Like there was not a point where I was like, oh, can't be bothered to read this or I'm only reading it for the book club. Like I did. Yeah, I was I always looking forward to pick it up. And I mean, it's very much the genre of books that like it's it's romance. It's a cute romance, you know, nothing too deep. But then when I read it, I also agreed. Like, I f- the ending, or like from midway onwards, I found a lot more enjoyable. Mm. And I found myself like properly getting into the story kind of from that point onwards. And I do feel like it was like worth it, you know, for that beginning period. Yeah. Um, I mean, the beginning was worth it for the ending. And yeah. <laughs> at the ending, as I love to do, I cried. Um, because I did think that the I don't know, it just hit a nerve. Like I think I was feeling pretty emotional anyways. But what bit? Like, was there a specific bit that made you tear up? Pretty much like the last couple chapters I was like bowling throughout. Stop. Like I I think I was feeling very emotional anyways. So to put in context, (laughs) I I read this on my way back from the road trip. So I was like in the plane contemplating my love. (laughs) <laughs> and they <laughs> and they were talking a lot about like long distance relationships as well long distance but also just like you know the intensity of feelings you can have for someone in terms of like I don't even think it was like Nora to Charlie it was more like Nora with Libby her sister yeah, yeah. you know like how intensely she loved somebody and how intensely that was her home and then she left or like was planning on leaving so I think and I, I think the bit I cried the most is when they said goodbye really yeah um I mean it's not the book that's made me cry the most I've ever cried let's put it that way but I did shed the tears so which I always think is a sign of a good book because mm-hmm. books have to be pretty good to like evoke some sort of emotion
0: Well we were and saying we're, I did we're going to keep a crying tracker to see like what well, yeah. I don't
1: cry at books I find
0: it really hard to cry so we're going to see what makes me cry Yeah
1: so the basically if I cry the bar is pretty low for me to cry <laughs> Although, you know, I haven't cried at any of the Bridgerton books. So that's, you know, my bar is not that low. (laughs) (laughs) But Colleen Hoover, have you ever cried at Colleen Hoover books? No,
0: I read it Ends With Us and I didn't cry.
1: Okay, you are a stone. So let's see if any of the books make you cry.
0: (laughs) I like, I felt like emotional and like about to Mm. cry, but I never actually did.
1: Do you cry at movies or do you just not cry in general at at stories? Okay, so then I just think a book hasn't gripped you enough.
0: Maybe, maybe not. Yeah,
1: because then, because otherwise, if you like never cried at movies either, then I'd be like, okay, maybe you just find it hard to like cry at other people's stories, which is fair. I feel like a lot of people don't. But if it's movies and a books, I just feel like you haven't read. I do think it might write books the book. yet, especially with like
0: Colleen Hoover books. For me, it's I've been more like shocked. Mm. So I think the feeling I feel when you find like because there's always like a plot twist. I think in her books, so my yeah. reaction is more like. <gasps> Right, like that's what, you know, instead of being like that, oh my God, ah, let me cry. Like, I'm too shocked to let yeah. it sink in
1: to cry, maybe. That makes is sense. there ever, like, have you ever cried at a book?
0: I have when I was like eight, 10 years old. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Anyways, we'll find well, out. We'll find out. The book I cried the most at is The Fault in Our Stars when I read it as a teenager. And I remember, I think I read it, like, six times before the movie came out. Yeah. And I remember at one point, my mom literally came into my room and was like, Leo, are you okay? Because I was, like, sobbing.
0: No, that's sad.
1: Like, probably, like, you know, like, ugly crying. Yeah. Because normally, I feel like the type that I cry books isn't, like, I'm sobbing. It's more, like... I'm wiping... I'm wiping away tears. Mm. Like, it's still quite like, composed. Like, proper loud, like... <laughs> yeah, crying. yeah. That yeah. was, like... That was... The Fallen Our Stars is the one I distinctly remember. Oh, my gosh. I did get goosebumps a couple. I, I'm more of a goosebumps Ooh. person, I think. Ooh, that's a good... Okay, that's a good barometer for you, then. Did yeah. you get goosebumps? Yeah. Did you get goosebumps about of this book? I did
0: in one moment, and it was when... Spoiler alert. <laughs> um... When she finally reveals, like, about Jacob and what he did to her. Mm. And then when when Charlie then says, like, stay the night. And he's literally, like, just hold me. And, like, if you need it. Like, I'm not leaving your side, basically. And when he mm. says, like, if you want to leave, like, I'll take you back or whatever he said. But that, for me, I was like, oh, that's, like, a sign that he's a good guy, you know?
1: Yeah. Another question that we discussed with our book club members, and I think it's also good for the pod, is says so kind of Emily Henry said she wanted to write a novel from the ex's point of view, the person who's left behind in those Hallmark Christmas movies. What are your thoughts about this and Nora as a protagonist? And kind of just generally like the Hallmark trope, right? Like we also discussed like, how does it differ? How is it similar? Do you want to go
0: first for this one? I'm actually more curious to see your thoughts.
1: Okay, I like the idea of taking the traditional like villain trope and turning that upside down and kind of showing that Lots of times in life and in movies, there's, like, common character themes and, like, common, like, it's so often that the ex, whether it's a woman or a man, is, like, portrayed as, like, either the bitch who's too career-driven or the guy who is, well, like, the guy who's, like, you know. I feel like career-driven people often Mm. play, like, the villains or if they're career-driven at the beginning, they end up not being career-driven anymore because they realize what life is really about, Mm -hmm. you know. Um, like, it's very often that kind of character arch, that that kind of stereotypes. And also, we don't ever get to see what is the ex really like as a person. So I liked the idea of turning that a bit upside down and being like, actually, let us go into one of those ex's lives and, like, follow her story. Yeah. So I did, I liked that. And it just shows that, you know, life is so much more nuanced than what the classic hallmark stories normally are, you know, everyone has a story, and it's not black and white. There's not like villains and good people. That's just mm-hmm. not how the everyone work. has like, good and bad sides. Exactly, and the the guy who's pictured in the movie that falls in love with a small town girl also left the his ex. You know, he's also the person who like maybe broke somebody else's heart. So that's it's so kind true. Of,
0: and in movies, you never you never think of that side of it, do you? No, You're just like
1: yeah, oh, it's fine. Because, like, she deserved it or, like, she didn't treat him well anyways or something yeah, like that. Yeah, which is an easy cop-out, isn't it? I hate that in movies how they justified cheating so Ugh. much. It's always, like... Don't get oh, me started. The- <laughs> Honestly, it, it makes me really mad. Like, I... And you can see it coming as well. Yeah. You can see as soon as the current boyfriend or girlfriend is un- introduced, you, like, know that something's gonna happen and they're, like, not gonna end up together, I feel you know? like the
0: perfect example is Emily in Paris, you know, when the her mm. first boyfriend's introduced. Yeah. And it's, like, you know he's not gonna be in the show for... That long. And, like, as soon as she moves away, it's like, yeah, he's out of the picture. That's fine. Yeah. Um, the only thing I'll say to that, though, is I... Even though I know they were trying to portray her as a protagonist, I didn't feel like she was the villain. Like, mm. even, wh- even when she was talking about all her exes leaving her for that small town girl, whatever. I still I still didn't feel like it was her fault. I, like, instantly blamed
1: the, the guys. Yeah, I guess it's because she was the main character. And so yeah. she was selling it from her perspective. But equally, I guess she did kind of own up to being... Like, she never would stay over at their place. She, like, didn't really have... I don't I don't think she made any space in their lives for them. Yeah, she didn't prioritize the relationship. Them. And you, you know that. You're aware of that. Yeah. But obviously, yeah. It do, I mean, you do like Nora in the book. Because, like, she's the one who kind of guides you through it all. I feel like I did like her.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I didn't ever not like her.
1: Yeah. And because you know from the beginning that, like, she does have emotions and stuff. Like, obviously, when she reads that book, that dusty sends in, she's like, oh my God, you know, she's describing me and she's like this cold-hearted, whatever shark. Shark. And it's like obviously because you've read her perspective, you know she's not that. Like she has a lot of emotions that are kind of showcased within the whole book, I think.
0: Yeah. So the the book kind of gives you the platform to see see that and see that side, I guess.
1: Yeah, I guess maybe also the author, like I feel like Emily maybe could have been a little bit more bold in terms of how unlikable she made her. Like, she was still quite likable as a person. Yeah. Like, it's not like... Or maybe she just didn't go into a lot of her flaws as much.
0: Mm. She could have portrayed her in a, in a negative light a bit more at the beginning. Just to make you at least start off not liking her. And then as you get to know her. Whereas I didn't feel that. I was like, I kind of get your... Like, I feel bad for you.
1: <laughs> yeah. No, that's interesting. Which would have been... An,
0: yeah, it would have been an interesting take.
1: Yeah. And then... In terms of, like, what was similar and what was different to the movies or, like, the kind of classic rom-com, obviously, Just what was similar scene. was... <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, a lot of the the scenes that happened, like, the specific dates, the, the meeting a guy in scene. a coffee shop. Yeah, the skinny Dancing dipping on a cliff. <laughs> um, the enemies to lovers trope. Like, I can... I don't know. I feel like there's so many books I've read recently, which are enemies to lovers. And not gonna lie, they are kind of entertaining because I like the banter of it you know it is entertaining when they're like you know combating with each other but it's also like so predictable I was like, thinking
0: this so but like in in real life how common is that though
1: yeah like, not common at all. I don't find it that common where you're like genuinely yeah have, just have you ever hated somebody at the beginning and then loved them <laughs> or like fancied them or have you ever fancied somebody but hated them I've never like hated know. them but I've but I, I know
0: when you like flirt to someone by like, you know, when you're like when a guy's a bit mean to yeah. a girl because they like them.
1: But in the books, it's never that. It's like, exactly. I hate them with every fiber of my being. He's yeah, the Yeah, I've of never my experienced existence. that in real life. <laughs> lucky, lucky I haven't either. <laughs> <laughs> Which is interesting that we're so obsessed with it in books. So we yeah. need to do a psychoanalysis. into but that that. One. But that's
0: also what I don't get though because she was saying, like, Nora was saying all these things, like, oh, like, he hates me, da-da-da. Of course he's gonna be there, why, da-da-da. But then, but then, like, the internal monologue was her talking about, like, all the things she fancied in him. So I'm like, clearly you don't not like him. You just... You, I don't know. Explain yourself. I don't get it.
1: <laughs> also, I do obviously kind of get why she thought that he hated her and why she kind of didn't like him at the beginning. The initial but also meeting. not Yeah.
0: I kind of get it. But it, but that, that like, w- him checking his phone, being like, you're late... And, like, Mm. him being a bit short isn't enough for you to, like, throughout the whole book think that it's never going to happen because of that, like, one meeting, you know?
1: Yeah. Because that's what I will say was, like, one of my least favorite bits because that was another one of the questions of, like, how much her and Charlie went back and forth and it was, like, this resistance to and the bit with, like, the cousin for me... It seemed like it was just like extra drama to like make the book not end or like not make the love story happen when it's like yeah. there was no real reason for them not to get together.
0: Yeah, that's also very common though. Like season yeah. season two of Bridgerton, like even though I liked it, it did get to a point where I was like, like oh, come on, it's pointless. Like even after they'd <laughs> kiss, together they act already, like they yeah. hate. No, but even after they'd kiss, then the, the next time they saw each other, they hate each each other. They'd fight, and then he'd say, oh you do this to me blah, blah, and then they do that again and then they go and it's like oh come on it makes
1: sense <laughs> 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 that's so true and like, yeah obviously then the ending of like the powerpoint and the surprise and everything that was obviously very kind of hallmarky vibe but also cute you know but i mean i'm glad that they got together selfishly because i like a happy ending yeah <laughs> <laughs> but why would you wish you're you're smiling do you wish that they hadn't gotten together
0: no i'm just laughing at your comment being like because i like a happy ending like i think i think i think not a lot of people don't like a happy ending i i do like that they got together but like i didn't gain like the satisfaction i got from the end of the book was more about nora being able to let Mm, her sister live away from her and like her accepting that and like starting to prioritize herself, like get taking that job, the new job, doing what she loves, like that for me was the the happy ending rather than like her being with Charlie.
1: Agree, agree. I feel like it could have actually still been a happy ending without her getting together with him. Like I think they could have also done an ending of like her just killing it in her new editing job and genuinely yeah. being happy in New York, coming for weekends and stuff, like spending time with Libby and yeah. They, like
0: I-, I reckon a good ending that they could have left like kind of open-ended is like her going back to visit her sister like enjoying it talking about like oh the nice walk she's going on whatever and then she walks into like the bookstore sees him they smile at each other that's it then it's open to interpretation like if they do get together or if they don't you know
1: but then it could have been like oh maybe she will move to the small town
0: but that could also be
1: open to interpretation which i think that's some something that i like is that they didn't make her move to the small town. Yeah. But that they stayed in New York that, you know, they were talking about, like, they, they're not going to have kids. Like, I like that it kind of went against the grain of what is traditionally shown as, like, the happy ending. And even if a character normally at the beginning of the book hates small towns, hates families, <laughs> at hates the end it's towns. like... <laughs> uh, I'm having that... Do you know at the beginning of the holiday when it's, like, the trader voice? Amanda Knox. Yeah! Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm picturing right now, um, that kind of vibe. Yeah, Amanda. Um, Amanda Knox is kind of Nora similarities, don't you think? Yeah. In terms of how they paint the character, like workaholic. Now that you say that, that sounds. Doesn't cry. Super like rigid in her routines. Very controlled. That's so. Because she doesn't. She doesn't cry. Does she? She like feel like holds she it tries in. so
0: hard to cry, when she doesn't.
1: Yeah, but. Also, wasn't there, I bet there was some, I feel like there were some parents dying in in the holiday, like, of, of Amanda, why she didn't cry. Yeah. Am I getting it wrong? I think. I and obviously with, with, with Nora, there was a lot tied into the mother and her relationship with the mother. And the sister's relationship with the mother, which I thought was very interesting.
0: Yeah, so it's good that they tapped into that.
1: Yeah, I agree um I th- that was another thing that I found was really interesting which we discussed on like in our book club of kind of how different Libby's point of view was on the relationship between like the family and the mother or how the mother treated them both and especially Nora and Nora's view on their childhood and all of the yeah. memories that they had in New York
0: and I do think that that them uh that Emily mentioning that and like bringing light to Libby's relationship with her mother and how she perceived that it wasn't unfair it wasn't fair what the mother put Nora through like that for me was a like light switch moment to be like okay it actually isn't okay and like how the guilt is not only for Nora's guilt that like she has she feels like she constantly has to be there for her sister but also the sister's point of view being like like almost like I feel like you need me as much as I need you, if that makes sense.
1: Yeah. I feel like Nora thought she was doing a lot for Libby. Yeah. And obviously she was acting in her mind in like a selfless way. But she was yeah. actually not really doing Libby that many favors in terms of like, it was actually also harming Libby to know that Nora's sole purpose in life was kind of yeah to look after Libby. To the point where Libby was keeping secrets because that was easier yeah. for her
0: to do than to open up to her sister.
1: Yeah, and it's like she didn't need... Her to be the mother for her in that instance. And, you know, she was a mother herself. She needed uh the sister. Yeah. So I think, and that's a really good arc. And I liked in general that it showed, I guess, how different people's experiences can be and how sometimes unreliable a narrator is. Or even like if you speak to somebody, it's like you're just getting their point of view. It doesn't mean that it's the truth, it doesn't mean that it's objective. Especially in books, you know? It's like you you take that at face value, but actually somebody else... And I, I don't think it's that common. Like, normally you don't get to see another person's perspective on the truth that the narrator tells you within the same book. Yeah. Which I think... Which I liked. That was a good rare element, like, to have. And I yeah. like that
0: Charlie also had trauma. Like, he wasn't... Like, he also got <laughs> to know... No, but, like, he also got to know him as a character. Yeah. And it adds to the point that, like, everyone has their own depth that, like, you need to realize before you start assuming things. They were
1: all quite, like, multidimensional characters. They were all quite, like, well-developed and well-thought-out, what I thought. It felt like she went into the book having a clear view of who they were as people and then started building out the story.
0: That's so true. I wonder if it's based on, like, some sort of true story or, like, I don't know. Do you know, have you read anything that that it might be based on something she knows? I no, stupid? I have no idea.
1: But, I mean, even if it's not, it's that shows that she's a good writer. I <laughs> yes. feel like it's based on a true story. <laughs> so, the almost final question,
0: nice. um,
1: which was very fun to discuss as well, it's kind of like, if, you turned the novel into a film or TV adaptation, who would we want to see play the main parts? Yeah. We had a very thorough discussion about this. <laughs> that was one club. of the
0: best bits of the book club the other day. Yeah. Um, <laughs> purely because it's so interesting to see, like, how everyone perceived them. Um, yeah. I, pre- I, basically, if you guys haven't seen the movie, there's a movie called The Proposal, and it's with Sandra Bullock and... Ryan Reynolds and for like the whole time I was reading that book I was picturing them as characters because probably because of the similarities of she plays out like workaholic uptight doesn't let anyone get close to her like prioritizes her work and then he plays kind of that bantery energy as well like they have banter with each other and they're kind of mean to each other but then they end up due to circumstances they have to work together and then they end up falling in love so for me it was like the perfect thing to just picture them as those two people but
1: so this was a question again that like came up do you then picture actors when you're reading the book like if you're saying you pictured it I picture like picture specific faces
0: I I wouldn't say like deep deep faces but it's like kind of like energy but also silhouettes like I know what their hair looks like and like how I picture Mm. their clothes to be and like the scene but I think it all it all depends on the way your brain works. Because even even when you let's say like are talking to me and telling me a story, I picture in my head.
1: Yeah, me too. But some
0: people don't do that; they just see words. Um... So interesting. But it does help, obviously, when the when the author is describing like what the person looks like, because they yeah. kind of build that for you, I guess, in some way.
1: Which is a good. I mean, you were saying that you actually didn't like how descriptive she was. I feel like there is a fine balance to strike between. You need to be descript- descriptive to like pull the reader in and to be like to paint a picture. And I like when they describe what the people look like because then I can, like, visualize the characters. I don't like
0: any description, but... (laughs) (laughs) I was saying this and I was... You must love normal people. I feel like no one related to me with that point. But I was just saying that for me, when a book uses, like, descriptive words that are... That I have to put effort to imagine, it doesn't add value to me. Like, I don't care how wide the shelves were and the library like that doesn't I don't I genuinely don't care about that
1: really I kind of like that I like the weird details to fill it up we'll have to see as the books go on if you find a book where like you really like that level of description
0: yeah maybe it's just my brain like I, I prefer because I'm such a logical get to the point kind of person like for mm. me that it, it feels like fluffy and like sometimes it's yeah sometimes it's nice and I feel like oh it like sets the scene but sometimes I'm like it's added detail that I don't it doesn't do anything for me Yes, yeah, I'm quite fluffy. As bad as that sounds, I feel really bad saying that. I feel really judged. No,
1: (laughs) why? There's no judgment. There's no like right or wrong way to like books or to you know prefer reading. (laughs) This is a judgment-free zone. Um, free space. Free (laughs) space. I I agree with the Sandra Bullock uh, comparison. Now that I've said it, I also feel like Cameron Diaz would be great in her role. Yeah. I see that. Like as well. the way she is in the holiday, I see that as, as the Nora character. But then for the guy, I feel like Ryan Reynolds is a little bit too wimpy. Um, what about I Jude Law
0: then? Could. Mm,
1: he, has too nice, soft. he has a nice jawline though. <laughs> he does. I, I am definitely seeing somebody like dark hair, yeah. like very, very, like, I only know the German word, uh, very like chiseled, defined features. You know, like the the, the eyebrows, the, the jawline. What about um, a young Johnny Depp? That could be a vibe. That could be a or, vibe. Or um, someone on the call yesterday was seeing the guy in like blank space, Taylor Swift, which oh, if and you that Google this right now, that I work. really see. Because also, like, not slimy, but like a little bit where like he, he could be hateable when you first meet him. Mm. You know, like Jude Law is not hateable. I would not. Ryan Reynolds isn't either. What about Maybe. Harvey from Suits? <laughs> have you seen
0: that series?
1: Yeah, but I don't feel like he matches the features. Well, he has character-wise, dark- yes.
0: Yeah, he has dark hair. I don't know what else.
1: Does he? Does he not have like blonde, like dark brown, dark blonde? Wow, well, let me say every single hair color. Dark blonde, brown, black, green, <laughs> <laughs> ginger, blue. Um, and then I was also thinking of the guy that plays Damon Salvatore. <laughs> What's uh, his name? Ian Somerhalder. Yes, you know what I mean. But he's too much of a pretty boy in my eyes. But he's like kind of a dark horse, isn't he? like oh. in my mind, because he plays Damon, <laughs> dark horse,
0: <laughs> dark horse, Yes.
1: <laughs> like the 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 very prominent the dark features, you know. Yeah, a little bit bad boy don't really know what you're getting. My fave. It's sulky. Because wasn't Charlie described as like, he's not like a sunny, outgoing boy, is he? No, he keeps himself. So,
0: and then for Libby, did you have anyone in mind for Libby? Oh, so I said the the girl in love, actually, that is like kind of shy and she likes the really hot guy in the office. And then she finally like gets to go out with him. She pl- she always plays a side character. I forgot her name. Yes, I remember you mentioning the name yesterday and I forgot. I it, know. Which... It. Oh, maybe Catherine Han. Was that it? That would be so embarrassing if it's not. But I just always see her as like a nice like sister side character so I thought that would work. <laughs> I am thinking Lily oh James. God. Yeah, Lily James also works. Think of Lily because James of the, and Cameron Diaz because of the way they described Lily um Libby also as like a very pretty
1: yeah, sun-kissed like always looks good type of girl. Very I'm seeing her as like sunshine personified. In my mind. <laughs> like somebody super lovely, outgoing, warm, very soft person. And Lily and Nora's like hard edges. Yeah. They're harder to get to know.
0: Yeah, I get that as well. But let us know if you read the book. Send us like a picture of who you see.
1: Yeah. As who.
0: Because that, we loved talking about that. Um, yeah. Recall, so. so fun. Right. Okay, last point. Last
1: Overall point. rating Shoot. of the book out of five.
0: We both. Shoot. Should I just say what we both gave it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We both gave it a 3.5 out of
1: 5. Yeah. Well,
0: between a 3.5 and a 4. Yeah. My reasoning was purely because it took me a while to fall in love with the characters. I struggled to relate to it um, to some extent at the beginning. And there wasn't that, like, moment where I was... Like, even the revelation of, like, Jacob and what he did for me wasn't, like, big enough. It, like, gave me goosebumps, but it wasn't like... (gasps) oh my god, no wonder she's so fucked up, you know? <laughs> but but it was a good book, easy read, perfect for the summer. If you want, yeah. like, a really easy book where you don't have to use your brain that much, it's...
1: I agree. I feel like the way I described it was, like, solid, cute romance. Like, I feel like it was... Yeah. Good beach read, like you said, but I wasn't, like, blown away, and I'm not gonna go recommend it to all of my friends and anyone I know and me on the street. So... That's all I'd say. It sounds so harsh to me as well. But it's still a good book. Yeah, no, it is good. It is good. And like there's more to it than meets the eye at first. Yes, exactly. It
0: does have some depth. There weren't any bits in the book where we were like, what the fuck is this? So, yeah,
1: that's a good sign. Apart from like the cousin bit was pointless. And the PowerPoint.
0: Those are the only two bits that made us (laughs) uncomfortable. (laughs) But other than that, it was good.
1: (laughs) uh anyways right oh what did you think I don't think we talked about this at all what did you think about the ex like Charlie's ex
0: oh the what was her name again um
1: the bartender I've forgotten her name Amiya no don't know her name anymore something
0: with an a uh I thought she obviously Nora like when Nora talks about her she was like clearly jealous about the way she looked Mm -hmm. and like everything and then they they set it up to be like oh they have a thing going on like are they never getting over each other. But I I liked how actually the talk was her just giving closure to him and being like I'm sorry for doing this, which made me like her a lot more. And yeah. it made me realize that they the reason they didn't work out is because they they genu- genuinely weren't right for each other. And they had different lifestyles and wants. But I wasn't like to it. I wasn't worried that he was going to get with her at any point. Yeah.
1: That's the thing, I wasn't ever worried enough about either the cousin or his ex. See, maybe that would have been, like, if if they made that seem more like a yeah. risk to
0: her getting with Charlie.
1: There was no real tension, if that makes sense. Like, there was no point where it was like, oh my god, will it actually happen? Like, I always knew it would. We needed a bit more oomph. <laughs> A bit more, like, for example, now, which is ironic, Um, I always, literally, how long can I talk about these Bridgerton books? I swear this is the last time, because <laughs> I'm actually on, like, the last book. <laughs> but I genuinely can't wait to get back to it, because I just need to know what happens. Like, that, you know, that kind of feeling. It's yeah. like, you, you need to know what happens.
0: Yeah.
1: Um. But yeah, I feel like this was a very fun book for our first book club. By the time this goes out, we will have announced the, the book, book. Yeah, the next book so look on our instagram or we can also put it in the description and or just go to the patreon link which we'll have linked down below and like we said we'd be so grateful if you mm-hmm. join and then you can yes and then you can be part of the next book club which would be like a virtual discussion or also just listen to i guess the next iteration of this
0: yeah and just to reiterate that like if it makes you anxious and stuff to join those calls mm. and like participate. You don't like you can genuinely join and just listen to the conversation. Like yeah, we, you don't have to speak. We don't. I think I did it once yesterday <laughs> when we were like I was like, "What about you?" But I, the girl that I asked, she, I, she unmuted herself and she looked like she was gonna say something. So I did. yeah. But yeah, we don't push any people to speak if they don't want to. Like it's a no pressure zone. And if you genuine genuinely just want to hear people talk about the book, then you can also join.
1: And yeah, yes. So we hope you liked this format. And next week we'll be back with our regular scheduled content. Yours. Next Sunday. <laughs> next Sunday. Baby. I I like having a I like having a set day again. We it need to keep. Happy. We're
0: gonna start a streak of how how often yeah. can we upload on time?
1: <laughs> yeah, this is gonna be number Holding two. Holding ourselves accountable. Oh yeah, baby. Oh, it's yeah, accountable baby. girl summer. Hi, girl summer and accountable girl summer. <laughs> accountably high okay no that doesn't make any Blech. sense don't oh. ever say that wait <laughs> wait wait <laughs> <laughs> okay wait one last thing because we started in last week's episode what is one thing that can go in it, the bin to the, in the bin in, in the, the bin, bin. <laughs> for you this week what goes in the bin hay fever in, in the, the bin that was the low of
0: my away day trip because i spent the whole time coughing and having sneezing fits and, like, rubbing my eyes and having just, it just wasn't. Oh, that's so annoying. It's like, finally, the weather gets nice and I can't even fucking enjoy it.
1: I feel like it's Sorry, getting worse as I get older.
0: <laughs> oh my god, I can't believe you used that dirty, so yeah, dirty language. So yeah, hay fever can go in the bin. <laughs>
1: oh, yeah. What about you? What goes in your bin? What goes what in, goes in bin? the bin for me? For me, tech that doesn't work goes in the bin. <gasps> in which the is a, bin. Which is random, but my work laptop is, like, broken to the point where the battery doesn't work. So it has to be plugged in at all points to work. And the time is shown wrong, so I can't, like, go anywhere. And if I want to move location, which sometimes you obviously want to do in the office and, like, at home.
0: Yeah.
1: um, Then it then you have to like, unplug it, and then your whole laptop dies. So no. And it's so annoying. So at the no. beginning, I'd sometimes forget, and then, like, all my work wouldn't save it. I'd be like oh no (laughs) no in the bin (laughs) that yeah so that goes in the
0: bin for me that's an in the bin moment definitely
1: yeah so yeah put something mentally in the bin that you just really want to throw away this week crumple it up throw it in there and on that note see you next week see you next week (laughs) bye (laughs) bye hi